Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lauer and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here, your host of the show. I am a financial advisor in Northern California, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Well, I'm up here in beautiful Auburn, California. The sun is finally back out. The rain's left. The house (laughs) no longer looks like I have lakefront property. Thank goodness. If you weren't aware, Northern California, we got absolutely smoked with winter storms. They got about 13 feet of snow, I believe, in 14 days in Tahoe. It was just absolutely crazy and actually got to escape for a little bit. I went down to Tucson for the long weekend to actually celebrate a wedding for one of my best buddies from high school. And it was perfect. So fun to see old friends from high school. Got to go watch a University of Arizona basketball game, which I have not been to in such a long time. My family used to have season tickets when I was little and we went all the time when I was growing up. It was super nostalgic to be back in McHale Center watching the game. It was so much fun. And I even got to break out the golf clubs for an afternoon, which has not happened a whole lot lately. So um, while I was also down in Tucson, I also got together with all my clients down there to do our semi-annual reviews and go over performance reports and, you know, all the fun stuff. So needless to say, though, it's not a whole fun talking about investment performance lately. (laughs) If you've been watching the market, you know it's been a tough couple months here as we keep waking up to the sea of red every morning. Stocks are down across all sectors. People are selling across the board. It's just been ugly. And it's another time where it puts a test on your game plan and on your portfolio. It's easy to talk about, you know, sticking to the plan, being diversified, all the same stuff that everyone talks about with investing. But what do you actually do when the market really does put you to the test? Have you panicked and sold as the market fell? Did you hold the course? Have you been slowly buying on the way down? And we don't know what's going to happen over the next week or the next month or the next year. Nobody has a crystal ball. But I can tell you with certainty that we do not get stuck in these downturns. The market doesn't continue to fall forever. At some point, it always recovers. It always has. So what in the heck then is going on that's making the markets react in such a shaky way? And I'm sure you got to be tired of hearing this, right? But it is the Fed, the Fed, the Fed. You can't say it enough. And we've been talking about this for a long time now. I forget how long ago the episode was that I did on inflation, but you know, we were back then having the conversation of is inflation transitory or not? And we're now getting to the point where the Fed is coming in and wanting to do something about this inflation concern. So they conduct what's called contractionary monetary policy. Basically, they pump the brakes on the economy by increasing interest rates and slowing down the rate at which they're pushing money into the economy. 
Remember, the market is forward looking. So when interest rates rise and less money is flowing through the economy, then future earnings are projected to be lower for companies, resulting in investors wanting to sell their stocks. And it's not a surprise this happened. It's not like when COVID came just out of left field and rattled the markets for, from this unforeseen event that nobody saw coming. The Fed knows that when they talk about raising rates and implementing contractionary monetary policy, that investors are going to become worrisome. So they have to be strategic about how they position themselves. But really, this whole conversation is what is driving the markets lower. And it's really taken a big hit on the high-flying tech stocks and speculative companies with holes in their balance sheets because those are the ones who will be most affected by this current rate rising environment. So here we are over halfway through the first month of 2022, and we're basically just left scratching our heads, trying to game plan for what in the heck are we going to see next? Well, as you know, <laughs> I like looking at the historical data to see what the market has done in previous similar situations. So to start the NASDAQ, which is the tech heavy indexed, it closed in correction territory for the first time since March. And just so you know, a correction is a drop of 10%, which the NASDAQ has fallen now about 10.7% from its record peak that happened on November 19th of last year. Again, not surprising that the tech heavy index is, index is being hit the hardest here. But this is the 66th time that this has happened since 1971. And out of all of those previous corrections, 37% of the time, it's led to a bear market. So less than half the time, things continue to fall. The other 63% of the time, it served as a, as a buying opportunity. Now, what does that mean for you? It means you cannot fall into the trap of following the headlines. The market looks scary right now. It's eating people up who had too much risk on the table. But I'm telling you what, it's even meaner to those who panic and sell at lows. And the only way to avoid not doing that is by being long-term diversified, which is why having an advisor in your corner is so, so important. And okay, like I said, it's been really rainy up here. So I've been able to do some pheasant hunting and it was making me think of financial advising, which, you know, shocker, huh? <laughs> and if you haven't been pheasant hunting before, at all these clubs, you roll up there in your truck and you tell the person how many birds you want them to put in your field. So I might go up there and tell the guy I'd like 10 birds to hunt today. And then he'll say, okay, give me 20 minutes. I'll go set your birds out and they're going to be in field 10. So I'll walk over to field 10 with my dog and she's an amazing hunter. She's been seasoned well. She knows exactly what she's looking for. And when she's hunting, it's just game on. And she runs and runs and runs and she'll be flying across the field and all of a sudden just hit a dead stop right in her, tr right in her tracks. And her tail will be up and she's just staring at the ground, just locked on. And she points the birds out to show me where they are and then she'll bring them back to me also. And I used to think about it when I first started going out there, I would just think, Come on, man. I don't need it. I don't need a dog. What's the point of having the dog? I know there's 10 birds in this field. If I walked around here, I bet I could literally just find them on my own. Now I know it is really, really fun to have the dog and to watch him, but I just thought I could do it by myself. It was seemed, um, almost worthless to have the dog. And I realized that no chance I could do it without the dog. After I started going for a while, I realized how difficult it was. She points them out. And a lot of times, even when she's pointing them, I still have to walk around her and look extremely close because they hide so dang well. And if I didn't have her and I was trying to do it by myself, I'd get impatient. I would definitely not look in the right spots. I would walk past birds left and right and just be so overall less efficient. And it would take me seriously weeks 
to find the birds that she can in three hours. So I was thinking about this and the value that I bring to clients as an advisor, because there are so many ways to go about investing. Now there's so many ways that you can do it on your own. There's robo advisors, there's free platforms with no trading fees. There's index funds that you don't, you don't hardly ever have to even look at them. You can just set it and forget it. There's forums everywhere that are going to give you the best investing tips in the world. Right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you could be walking right by buying opportunities, getting impatient or nervous and selling it in inopportune times, being unaware of tax benefits or consequences of your actions, and overall just not being certain that you're going to accomplish everything that you want. And that's what I'm here for, to help you navigate through all of the weeds and rabbit holes that you can go down and just get information overload, which last thing I want to mention that plays in all of this. And it just came up again when I was down in Tucson meeting with my clients. One of my clients has a solo 401k that they established a ways back. And there's a large amount in the investment. They were unaware that you have to file a form 5,500 once this account reaches over $500,000. And the account was well over this threshold. So I helped them backtrack, get the proper paperwork filed with the IRS. And in order to do that, it actually cost them about 300,000, sorry, 300,000. It cost them about $3,000 in fees. Uh, and you know, it, that fee wasn't to me, but to all the other parties involved so that they could be current on all the forms that they needed to file. And at the time, you know, they were glad that I caught it, obviously, but they were kind of bummed about the large random fee that they had to pay to be back on track. And I told him, I said, you know, trust me, it's so important we get this right. The small fee, it's nothing compared to what could have happened. So this must have been two years ago now that we got all this fixed. And I get a call about a month ago from the same client and they tell me, Hunter, I just got a bill from the IRS for $150,000 for being behind on our 5,500s. And they were freaked out and a little nervous, but all we really had to do was just send in the proof that we already backtrack and we already paid the, the catch up fees and all those sorts of things, which was extremely easy since we did it all a ways back. So long story short, $3,000 bill saved them from having to pay $150,000 in penalties. So you never know what your advisor can help you with, but I promise you this, it will be a lot more than telling you whether or not to buy Tesla. So <laughs> when you want help and you want to go over your financial game plan, your portfolio, and make sure that you're set up for your ideal financial future, make sure you go over to my website at hunterlowry.com. You can book a strategy session with me and you can jump right on my personal calendar and I can help you out. All right, guys. Thanks so much. It's a great day to have a great day. Take care, everybody.